Hi, you are listening to another episode of Stuttering is Cool. My name is Danny. I'm coming to you from Toronto. A very uncharacteristically warm winter or late fall here in Toronto, Canada. But I'm not complaining, not complaining so much, not complaining. On today's episode, I will be sharing with you my reflections on having taken a year of improv classes. But first... This episode is brought to you by the Stuttering is Cool book, subtitled A Guide to Stuttering in a Fast-Talking World. I share with you my experiences and my tips and, and my comics with dealing with stuttering. I've, I've dealt with stuttering all my life. You're probably not hearing me stutter as much because I don't stutter as much when I'm speaking by myself. For example, when I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> stuttering is Cool, A Guide to Stuttering in, in a Fast-Talking World is available exclusively on Etsy, etsy etsy.com. There's a link right on stutteringiscool.com for you to buy the print version directly there. It's also available in digital format on the Apple iBook Store as well as Google Play. Stuttering is Cool, a guide to stuttering in a fast-talking world. Let's start off the new year with some tips and facing our speaking fears head-on and stuttering with confidence. That's what this podcast is all about. On the afternoon of Saturday, December the 5th, 2015, I joined my improv classmates and we put on our graduate show in front of a packed room of about 70 people. Later on, we would learn from our instructor that we had the most people in our show, attending our show. So that feels pretty good. However, we were extremely nervous beforehand, even even though we put on two other shows uh, for our previous semesters. But this one was, I think, a particularly more nerve-wracking because we'd be on stage for long for longer periods of time and we'd each be hosting throughout uh, the show we'd we'd each be hosting on our own. Uh, we'd be standing on stage by ourselves, <laughs> explaining a bit of the concept of of what the scene will be, and 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 gathering suggestions, topic suggestions from the audience, and then and then we'd put on a scene based on those suggestions, completely improvised, which is what improv is all about. It's a lot of fun and I've and I've taken five eight week classes throughout two thousand fifteen. It all started in January and well now it's twelve months later and I received my certificate from the legendary Second City Training Center and here I am telling you the story back when I was on stage, uh, uh, um, giving my hand, or or it was my turn to host to explain the scene that we were about to do. And if we fast forward, maybe fifteen minutes before that, when we were in rehearsals, and by rehearsal I don't mean we were rehearsing scenes. But we were talking about what the lineup would be and who's hosting what. So our instructor, together with our class, 
with with my fellow classmates and my instructor the previous week in our previous class we chose what type of scenes we would do and the instructor chose decide that day on the 5th the day of our show who was going to perform which scene and who would host so i was hosting a scene called look look away and that's when i realized uh oh I have to stand in front of everybody, packed audience, and explain and first name what the scene is that starts with the letter L twice. Look, look away. And I have to explain what the scene is, meaning that I'll have two improv actors look at each other as music is playing and they will look away once the music stops uh, while they're putting on the improvised scene usually when i say words beginning with the letter l it would sound like this look look away so there i was in front of 70 people yeah so you can guess now now before that throughout throughout the Throughout this fifth semester, we were practicing hosting, and I kept tanking each time. I I I was so self conscious of how I would word things. Not necessarily the stuttering. The stuttering really didn't bother me at all, but I was really self conscious and really self doubting. And in fact, my instructor kept on telling me, you know, don't doubt yourself. You'll do fine. You'll do fine. So well. My fellow classmates were worried throughout the week of December the 5th about the show. I was worrying about hosting, <laughs> thinking about hosting. So when I realized what was going to happen, um, you know, I, I remembered a piece of advice that a previous instructor in my level C, my level D course, so that would be my third and my fourth course, told me. And in fact, I recorded it to play on the show. I'm chatting with my 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 guru, my greatest improv teacher, Aww. teacher's pet. <laughs> Ashley something or other. Como. There we go. <laughs> Como. So I just want to ask uh, very very quickly if you have any tips for any of my listeners that want to take improv classes, give them a try, but maybe worried, ooh, my stuttering is going to ruin a joke or it's going to get in the way. Is there a way to um, you work your stuttering into into working for you. I'm not sure if I'm making absolutely clear. no, no. You make you make absolute sense. Um, I think here's the thing: like with with stage work and improv and TV and film, I'm going to go out for work where you're looking for a size 12 brunette white woman, right? Mm -hmm. I know what I have, and that's what I use. I'm not going to go out for an African American man for mm -hmm. TV and film. So I would say with stuttering, just do it and show up and you have a different, you can, not always, right? Mm -hmm. um, you can have a different timing. So that is the best gift because it's more unique. Mm -hmm. So will it be the same timing that I would have? No. Or perhaps non-stutterers would have? Maybe not. But in that, knowing, you know, this is my size 12 Caucasian brunette and be like, this is my stutter and using it because it's, it's you. And that's what improv is about, showing yourself and showing shades of yourself and, um, you know, instant therapy is sometimes, <laughs> sometimes improv can be. Um, yeah, no, I, I love working with all kinds of improvisers and, and I think 
to think that a stutter could hold you back, I, I would disagree with that. I think a, a stutter can make you unique and it can be very powerful on stage. Okay, great. Thank you very much. No worries. Uh, this was recorded at the Second City in Toronto. Just wanted to throw some plugs, plugs there. <laughs> Love it. There you go. Thank you. Was that okay? Yeah. So I wasn't worried too much about stuttering on stage. I thought to myself, you know what? I'll see how I can use my stuttering to my advantage. And in fact, it was a, it was a lack of knowing how to use my stuttering to my advantage that made me a bit nervous. So... In the 15 minutes before going on stage, I was just trying to run through my head. Okay, what could I say? What could I possibly say that could, you know, make me a good host? Because I also wanted to make sure that I made my teacher look good too. <laughs> because really, we were, a free, we were a reflection, you know, how well we did improv, which has nothing to do with stuttering. I mean, I can't help it. I stutter. That's it. That's not my instructor's fault. And it's not my fault. It's nobody's fault as we as I talked about on my show before. So I thought, well, I'm not going to doubt myself. My my instructor clearly believes that I can do it. I have the capacity to do it. So there I was about to go on stage because we were backstage and then I uh, you know, ran on stage and I thought, you know what, let's do it. I can do this. I can do this. And I wish I was able to record <laughs> that to show you. And how did it turn out? Yes, I did stutter. Big time. L -l look, look, look away. And I had to say the word look many times as I was explaining because I had to tell, say that as the music plays, they have to look at each other when the music stops. They look away from each other. <laughs> So I made jokes about my about my stuttering. I just said, uh, actually, what did I say? I remember what I said. My gosh, the whole show went so fast. But I remember, I just made a joke, something about, you know, you're very lucky I'm not putting on the scene because it'll take too long or something like that, which everybody replied with, aww, and all that. So it went well. I had the crowd... As my instructor told me in the palm of my hand, that was great. <laughs> and yeah, the sky just didn't fall on my head. And it felt, and because of that, it felt good. Or I was comfortable with stuttering on stage. And in fact, that was a big lesson. The very, very, very big lesson that I've learned in taking these improv classes and to be honest, in the preparation that I've done for this episode, I was expecting maybe a list of 10, 20 items of all these lessons learned. Because taking improv classes is not only fun to do, but you do learn a lot of stuff that you can translate into, that you can translate into other areas of life. But the big one that stood in my mind most probably because it's the most recent, but it was a huge life lesson, was when you believe in yourself, when you motivate yourself to do the best that you can do, when you, in other words, when you no longer doubt yourself, when you prevent yourself from doubting yourself, you will do fine, whether you stutter or you don't. And I know that if I had doubted, I, w I, w I wouldn't have done well on stage. I would have blanked out, which is what I kept doing throughout the class, you know, throughout uh, the term as, as we were practicing 
for the hosting. I've also learned that it's okay to be nervous before going on stage. And once you're on stage, you're in a zone, you're on, and you will do great. And that's what happened, even in my previous shows, the previous two shows. Now, I'm going to take a bit of a aside here. You're probably wondering, what does this have to do with stuttering? It's an out-of-comfort-zone experience. You know, I had, I just happened to have had a conversation, a text message conversation with a friend last week. And he was asking me about the improv classes. And he says, so did it improve your speech? And I replied, well, speech isn't isn't everything, really. Like, I did this for fun. I did this for stepping out of my comfort zone. I did this, um, you know, to practice, you know, to get into the habit of just stuttering openly in front of strangers and not caring about it, uh, to develop another layer of thick skin, which all those things translates very well for someone that stutters. And and then the conversation continued on with him saying, oh, I wish I had your uh, confidence and all that and that. And I said, well, you just take baby steps. I do this with presentations at work, <laughs> talking to, to to women. You know, I further explained how you know, I found I found that women that I spoke with saw me as a confident man, which is which is what they look for in a guy. When I stutter openly, you know, I and I show that it's that it's not bothering me. You know, still, yeah, it still puts me in awkward situations. However, the grace under fire that you portray, you know, it goes a long way. It goes a very long way. And a common piece of advice given to those of us that stutter is to take a Toastmasters class, which is a fantastic thing. I've taken them before. And I consider improv classes, you know, the next step after Toastmasters. It's a lot of fun and you get to learn a bit of acting stuff. And you get to learn to think on your feet and 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 I think the best one is, you know, you meet new new uh, friends. Another thing that I've learned from this year of taking improv is that fear comes back. <laughs> it's always coming back. So I may, I probably, you know, gauging from the feedback that I get, I from listeners, I I get the feeling that I come across as a super confident stutterer um, who's never afraid. That's not the case, you know. I do. I do have to catch myself and prevent myself from avoiding. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I just fall down and I do. And other times I need, you know, I, I just get right back up and I take the baby steps all over again to rebuild the confidence that I had. So even though I've done my first show in the summer and my second show in the fall and now just did my third show, I was always nervous beforehand. <laughs> so Fear comes back. It's up to us to face it each time. You know, fear or overcoming fear is a muscle that we need to keep in shape. My when I took my first improv, the for the first term, I was already yeah I'm fine with uh, stuttering openly when I give orders, but in this case, for those of you who have listened had a chance to listen to a previous episode where I talk about my first term. I didn't have a chance to explain that I stuttered 
to my fellow, to my new classmates at all in all five <laughs> terms. And I, and I remember um, feeling awkward going, oh my gosh, I'm really, or rather realizing that I rely on the disclosing of my stuttering. So it really made me, you know, reflect, you know, is this a crutch? Is it something that, uh, like, am, like, am I concerned about the judgment of other people? So it really, it really put me out there in, you know, you stutter, you stutter. And what I like good about improv, what I like good about improv, that doesn't make sense. What I like, another thing that I like about improv is that making mistakes, you're supposed to make mistakes. <laughs> you're supposed to fail because that's the whole point of, of, improv and you have your fellow improvising actors to you know help you with along the scene because you're all making it up and it's even funnier when you fail the audience is expecting you to fail so imagine being in a world where yeah you can stutter as much as you like it's even better that way and again they're not laughing at you they're not laughing at the stuttering they're laughing at the whole scene you know so making mistakes what i learned in real life, isn't as bad as it may seem. And without making mistakes, we won't learn. We learn from our mistakes and we grow as better people. I feel, and I can't pinpoint it, but I feel that I'm a better person, or, or at least I have another, I guess, a further sense of confidence from having taken improv classes and getting out of my comfort zone and meeting all these new people from all different walks of life, and they don't stutter. Hey everybody, I am Brian Jason Wu, and I'm also no known as Stuttering Loudly on f Facebook and t Twitter. I've been doing improv since t 2010. When you first start doing improv, one of the first things you'll be taught will be to say that the f first thing uh, on your mind without overthinking it and overthinking is something that that we do um v very often when, when you overthink you're not li li living in the m m m m moment it, it may, may it takes some time but but if you keep doing improv eventually you'll get used to living in the moment a lot more and you'll substitute and you'll substitute words less and less and you'll worry about speaking situations less and less I have learned through improv to to say what I want want to say, rather than than over thinking and over planning my words. And a final thing that I've learned: know your strengths. Know the types of characters you are great at portraying. For example, in improv classes where we portray characters, emotions, and such, uh, you know, you know, I know that uh, there are certain types of scenes that I can and cannot do. It doesn't make me a bad person or 
an awkward person or a bumbling person. It's just those are the strengths. I have weaknesses, I have strengths. And that translates completely 100% in real life. We all have strengths, we all have weaknesses. And it's what we do with our weaknesses that really can make us into very strong people. Turning stuttering, a perceived weakness, into a strength. So going back to what Ashley had said about using stuttering to your advantage. And if you're thinking of taking improv classes, just don't be afraid of silent scenes. A lot of emotions can be read through an actor's motions. That was something that we all experienced, we meaning my classmates and myself, that being on stage and we're stuck for something to say, <laughs> you know, um, which does happen in real life, you know, awkward silences, awkward moments, being pressured to speak, being pressured to perform. So n- don't be afraid of of just going through the motions. Eh, that's, I'm not sure if I'm explaining it right. Oh, well. <laughs> I always enjoy receiving email from my listeners and readers of of my book. So I'm going to read them on uh, the air. Of course, I'm going to protect the names. <laughs> I'm not going to say the names to protect the... Uh, I'm not going to say the name. Anyways, here's one that came in the other day where uh, she says, Good evening, my name is so-and-so and I'm a stutterer. I had this from my childhood and I'm really nervous about it. I had a very complicated childhood mainly be- mainly because of this. My school days were like hell. Now I am a medical student and this stuttering is killing me again. I am really, really worried and I keep searching for the net for ways to overcome it and I saw the site. It's quite comforting. I would like to meet other members of this family, but I don't use Facebook or Twitter. Anyways, this site is great and I'm pretty relaxed by reading that it's going to end one day. Thank you so much. So I replied... And, well, first I want to mention, stuttering is not going to end. (laughs) It's with you forever. Now, there are people that, you know, it does grow out of it, so maybe it'll end for you. But I wouldn't hold out too much because I think because at the very least for myself, in the years when I was more covert about my stuttering and afraid to talk, and all that, I was avoiding social situations, and I was miserable. And holding out that, oh yeah, one day, one day it will stop, and then I'll be Mr. Social, and I'll have girls all over me, and all that. It wasn't until later on when I realized that taking baby steps out of your comfort zone, and building that thick skin with stuttering, is the way to go. Maybe one day you'll uh, just tell a friend that you stutter. Maybe, you know, the next day you'll try voluntary stuttering. Maybe you'll just, you know, take that risk and just stutter openly. Another day you'll probably, you know, try to maintain eye contact. And the more and more speaking situations that you get yourself into to stutter openly, you'll realize, you'll come to realize, oh, people don't really care that I stutter. It's not an issue. It's never been an issue. And then next thing you know, you'll be doing whatever it is that you want to do. It's not going to be easy because, I mean, you know, number one, you have to you you have to heal the scars from your childhood and try and figure out how to 
how to be social when you're having trouble speaking. I mean, it's different for everybody, really. You know, everybody has their own their own journeys, their own life journeys, their own emotional scars. Um, you know, even the level of or the severity of the stuttering is also different for everybody. You just can do what works for you. And the best thing that ever happened to me was meeting other people that stutter. You know, there's stutter social. Something that I co-founded with my friends, where it's group group video chats every week. We have four per week. Check it out, StutterSocial.com. All you need is to go on Google Plus, and uh, we're there. Best thing to do is go to Facebook, uh, join the Stutter Social Facebook page, or like the page, and then we post the links uh, every time a Stutter Social hangout is is go is going on. The other thing is see if there are any stuttering meetups in your geographical area. If you're in the United States, see if there's a chapter, an NSA chapter. Uh, same in the UK, the BSA. Uh, see if there's a stuttering association in your area. There is a huge worldwide community, very cool community of people that stutter openly and confidently and they've accomplished great things in spite of their speech it all takes that effort and dedication and consistency and you know keeping that fear that anti-fear muscle in shape um just keep getting yourself out there take baby steps in challenging yourself in these speaking fears and soon it will it will be a lot easier to deal with trust me it will be it's definitely worth the effort definitely definitely worth it in the long term in the long term and i want to hear from you coolstutter at gmail.com for emails but i prefer audio we all have smartphones now and i know they have voice memo apps so record one we'll say about what two minutes five minutes send me a question if you like tell me tell me about a, a a fear that you overcame a baby step you took tell me a story and i'll play it on my next episode and why would you want to do that well why not <laughs> why not so we can hear everybody stutter and feel less alone and we can uh, share our stories and you can practice you can practice speaking on the air and that could and that could be a fear in itself that you can overcome so yeah so until then may your stuttering always be with complete confidence consider subscribing you can subscribe through itunes you can subscribe on stitcher tune in uh, a bunch of other places I don't know in your favorite podcatcher I have an RSS feed you'll find it all at stutteringiscool.com and ciao